All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on, everybody? Who's pumped for game four tonight? Can you believe it? The Maple Leafs up 2-1 in the series after an OT thriller on Saturday presented by Botano and Skip. It's the Monday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. Jay Rosil will be by, as you can see, not here today, back in the saddle tomorrow. But he'll be by in about five minutes from now with another rousing installment of three hits with Rosie. Those have been on fire, so can't wait to see what Rosie had to say leading up to Game 4 tonight from Emily Arena. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Once again, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. If you're watching right now, and are not subscribed, what in the world are you doing? At the Leafs Nation 401, subscribe and get our interviews, our reels, everything we do on a daily basis will be available at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast. So just search Leafs Morning Take. You'll be able to find us up there. And also, don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com uh, for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. I write there uh, periodically. I'll have a pregame up in about an hour from now. So uh, check that out. Also, a postgame report coming up tonight after game four between the Leafs and Lightning. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. I applaud everybody who's in the chat already getting hot and ready uh, for the big one tonight. Getting their remarks in as well. Their comments in on, on game three the other night. I'm still buzzing. I was at Real Sports in Toronto, man. That place was off. It was like, I don't have any other way to describe just sort of the atmosphere, which is really, really cool, right? You're not accustomed to seeing that. And you're not accustomed to seeing the Leafs win those type of games. So when they do, all hell is going to raise loose. And it certainly did on Saturday. I can tell you firmly, 
in Toronto. It was a fun night for yours truly. Should mention as well, coming up in about 10 minutes from now, uh, Derek Lalone, the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, will be by, of course, a former assistant, I believe, for four seasons with the Lightning. So he's pretty much been with this dynasty. I think it's so curious that he, he's now doing some panel work for sports that has been tremendous through the Stanley Cup playoffs here in the first round. And I think we'll offer a unique perspective into maybe what's happening behind the scenes, not only in Tampa, obviously, with his uh, close you know, buddies and friends out there. Of course, he's now with Detroit, but also from the Toronto perspective. Uh, this is a, it's a major, major swing game coming up tonight, uh, game four. Uh, so Derek Lalone's coming up in about 10 minutes, Jay Rosehill in about five. But for now, let's get over the boards. All right, so I don't want to run too deeply into Saturday night. Of course, we're getting set for game four, but uh, a couple things. J just what a thrilling game. I can't remember the last time the Leafs goalied a team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, you heard me right. It's pretty incredible. And Ilya Samsonov, I thought for bits and pieces of that game, stood on his head, made the saves in OT, made those big saves when it mattered. You know, obviously the Leafs go up in that game. Tampa Storm is back. They take the lead on the Radish goal. And you're like, oh, no, here we go again. But, hey, folks, this is why you go out there. This is why you pick up Luke Shen. Matthew Nyes has been an unbelievable addition to this team in the small sample size. And Ryan O'Reilly. Can you say anything else? And just, uh, you know, maybe it's a testament to Ryan O'Reilly, what he meant to that St. Louis Blues team. But I'm sure you all checked out social media after the game. There's a reason why some of the former teammates of Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis said, oh, we're not surprised. David Perron among them, of course, now with Detroit and Derek Lalone is coming up now with Detroit. And he went out of his way on Twitter to say, like, you know, something to the effect, I'm not really, really shocked. Like, this is why you get a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. He is such a gamer. That was such a big time goal. And then on top of that, the clean faceoff win. I think everybody and their mother was expecting that game to go to double OT. And of course, Morgan Riley. What better to have a, an image of Morgan Riley with like bloody tissue and nose, uh, you know, bleeding still a bit, put the puck on net and he scores the goal. And, you know, we've been saying this for like a month now, how Morgan Riley, believe it or not, could be a big time X factor in this series. And so far through three games, he has been. And when he does this, you sort of forget what happens in the regular season, right? We always like to talk about the reverse where it's like the regular season means nothing. And now suddenly the, the regular season meant everything for Morgan Riley. He was not good in the regular season, but it's been a different story in the last two Stanley Cup playoffs. Last year, of course, six points in seven games. This time around, he has five points so far in the series. And of course, none bigger than the game winner on Saturday. So I wanted to give some props to him. Uh, some props, to, again, to Ilya Samsonov for shutting the door. Like that's a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer. He's playing on the other side of the rink. And I, I think to this point, Again, we're still early, and I got to be careful what I say here, but Samsonov has outplayed Andre Vasilevsky. And uh, I was curious to find out the Leafs in 10 playoff games since game one last year have scored three or more goals uh, on Andre Vasilevsky in nine of those 10 games. Just think about that and think about the illustrious history and the rich history of Andre Vasilevsky in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And again, anything's possible. We know the tradition. He gets better and better as the series goes on, and that's why I think it's so pivotal uh, for the Maple Leafs to get in his grill and continue to make things, you know, very, very difficult for him. The last thing I want to say is the Stamkos and Matthews little kerfuffle. I, I won't call it a fight. I know they got five, but, you know, regardless of how you feel about Austin Matthews, should he have dropped the gloves? I still think that can be a galvanizing moment in this series for the Maple Leafs and the team and the fan base. I, for one, watching it live, I didn't even think about that. I said, my goodness, this is incredible. We're in the third period. Austin Matthews sticking up, you know, things got out of hand there. I think in real time, you watch that Morgan Riley hit, you're like, oh, damn, is you see on your screen right there? But out of nowhere, 
you know, they got dragged into the fight. And we always talk about guys like Luke Shen and Mark Giordano and how they can rip a team through the mud and say, hey, we're doing this tonight. And I, I feel like that's exactly what's happened through three games of the series where Austin Matthews is like, enough of this shit. And he gets in a bit of a wrestling war there with Steven Stamkos, who, you know, one for one, um, that's probably a better trade for Tampa than it is Toronto. Having said that, I had no problems with it. It is what it is. I'm not going to get into the root of uh, was it a scrap or not. I had a bunch of people texting me after because I, I tweeted right away. I was fired up. I tweeted right away. I'm like, give Matthews the captaincy, taking nothing away from John Tavares. But I was fired up. And I do think it could be a galvanizing moment in this series. And we'll see moving forward to game four coming up tonight. So again, Derek Lalone's coming up in about five. But for now, we got to hear from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Jay Rosal. Three hits with Rosie. Oh, baby, it's game day already. It is surprising how fast that day off in between goes in the playoffs. We're playing again, so you better have a short memory about the stuff you didn't like last game, and you better gather up everything you did like and apply it to the game tonight. Do what you did in game two. We need a stranglehold on this series. We want it. Good teams win two in a row. And if you keep switch hitting wins with the team, you're going to find yourself in game seven. We've been there before. We know it's a coin flip. It's a crapshoot. Good teams win two in a row. You didn't have your best stuff last game and you got the win. That's a huge accomplishment. Now bring your best stuff tonight and get another win and take a stranglehold on this series. This is big. We want that. That being said, it's nice not to be do or die because if we do happen to not bring our best stuff or something happens, at the end of the day, the worst thing that can happen is a split. We've put ourselves in that position. It's a good place to be. We're in the driver's seat. We want to take a stranglehold. I want to touch on that melee after, you know, that, that incident the other night. So Morgan Riley and Brayden Point are, are going into the boards together. They engage each other as they do. They're jostling for position. Who's going to touch first? And they engage. And, I mean, it was more Point than kind of engaged too. And then they're going a million miles an hour. He loses his footing and he smashes into the boards. It's a bad look. It's, it's always scary. You're wondering if that guy's leg's going to be on the other side of his body. You want to see him get up and not be hurt. Looked like he was. Good thing he wasn't. That's a good thing. So he gets up and he's done. You can understand Tampa's reaction, though. They're going to come out and they're jumping everyone and they're going, man, did that look bad? It always does look bad. But when you look at it, Morgan Riley didn't do a single thing as a defenseman that would warrant anything that's dirty or awful. It's just a hockey play where two guys are going back a million miles an hour. A guy loses his footing. You're hitting those boards hard and fast, and it's always a little bit scary. That being said, with the bit of a melee that happened, I mean, when's the last time you saw a superstar just getting punched in the face bare knuckle? There is a big difference between punching a guy with your glove on and punching a guy bare knuckle. And Stammer is just throwing bombs and landing them right on Austin Matthews. I mean, the I like to put the shoe on the other foot and say, well, what if it was the other way around? And let's say Ryan O'Reilly is punching Kucherov in the face, gloves are off, and just starts throwing bombs at him because something happened in the corner with the defenseman. It would probably be talked about pretty heavily. I, on the other hand, I think Kucherov would probably handle it a little bit better than Austin did. But I don't know. He's taken so much heat for it. I mean, where do you think Austin would learn to to fight do you think he played junior b in saskatchewan because he didn't do you think he grew up 
religiously watching Rock'em Sock'em videos because he didn't. He's of a different generation. And to be honest with you, Stamkos has got a lot of old school in him. He's he's a veteran. He's been around the block. I know it seems like he just got drafted, but he's of a different generation than Matthews is. And it would have been wicked if Matthews handled himself better. I mean, you've seen it a hundred times, man. You, you, you drop your gloves off and you, you bear hug him, you wrestle him, you fall to the ice, do something other than that, whatever that was that you did. I wish he had a little bit more jam, but I mean, people are, are rinsing him. Where do you think he would have learned to? I guess that's a hint for some of the tough guys on the team to take him under his wing and say, if you ever get in a jam, maybe try this next time. I thought we were going to have a short memory about all this stuff, though. We got a game tonight. Forget about that stuff. Move forward. Whatever you did in game two, do it again tonight. We got a game. Let's go. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Gotta love the heat there from Jay Rosehill. And here's an idea for maybe an off-season, maybe clip to put together. Austin Matthews and Jay Rosehill. And Rosie teaches them how to fight. I think that would do wonders on social media. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip. Using the promo code TLN15. That's TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app. You get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Again, TLN15 is the promo code. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the lakes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Did somebody say Skip? Yes, somebody did say Skip, and somebody did say Derek Lalonde. Uh, so happy to bring in the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, doing fantastic work, by the way, on the Sportsnet panel. What's going on, Derek? How are you, bud? I'm good. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been quite an experience so far. I've enjoyed it. You got to tell me, how did this opportunity come about? Because he sort of just popped up in game one. Everybody's like, holy yeah. smoke, former <laughs> Lightning assistant, and now he's on my screen. But you're doing great work, man. Well, it's just funny getting some of the uh, Toronto, like, who in the heck is this guy? And obviously, <laughs> all the natural references, 
which I've lived my whole life, which I think are hilarious and they're real, the grooves of the world and uh, <laughs> which is pretty funny. You know, my, um, um, my guy, the guy I use as an agent, uh, who's been obviously a really good friend and very helpful over the years out of the blue called me about a week left in the season. It's like, you got a phone call from Sportsnet. obviously the connection I have living this series, being part of this series, spending four years on the Tampa staff, uh, you can see the obvious connection and I never really thought about it. And then when I thought more into it, I'm like, I'm watching the playoffs anyways. I dig into it. Uh, this is how I learn. Uh, even our staff, we, you know, everyone in our hockey ops staff takes a series that we'll watch in depth and then report back just to grow and learn on. And the timing made sense. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'm extremely glad I did. It's been an unbelievable experience. I'm a little, you know, someone asked me the other day, would you ever do this? I said, I'm very happy with coaching. I just assumed these guys went to happy hour and then showed up, made up some lines, a couple of cliches, and then went to bed. But these guys are detailed. They work hard. I've learned a lot from them also. So it's been a great experience. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say that too, obviously having worked at sports that like I have, like you just, you're, you're not, you don't know the professionalism behind the scenes, the preparation that goes into every broadcast. And like my brother even texted me today. He's like, man, Kevin BX had telegraphed that entire Oilers game, but like they know what they're doing, right? Like it's, it's, it's pretty impactful what they do behind the scenes there. It's amazing. And they are that talented. And even um, everyone I said, I mean, last night, Kevin, he, he predicted uh, mm -hmm. the first penalty they took. He's like, get go ozone time, get grinding. And he's like, there's Edler. He's tired. And literally 15 seconds later, he took that holding call. So they are a talented group. They're a detailed group. They're organized. I've always been impressed watching them. And now you can see why they're that good. So it's uh, very impressive from the outside. What's it like been watching your old team right you've been in that fight for so many years you're now with detroit i might i might add too like i play a lot of fantasy hockey i watch a ton of hockey you guys had tampa's number this season man you played them well every time out it seems like you know something there but what's no what's I, like? I wish it was that i wish it was that easy we actually did well you know went two and two versus toronto we went two yeah. and two versus tampa and i just think that's a good sign from our guys so those are elite teams those are two of the top four or five teams in the league this has been interesting i I didn't know how I'd feel uh, going into this. I, I'm not going to lie. It's human nature. I'm still a little emotionally attached uh, to Tampa. Obviously, I would never come off as that. But, you know, you go through those relationships with the coaches, even the players, uh, very tight with many of them. Obviously, we won a lot of hockey there, went through a lot there. But at the same time, I've got a, a ton of respect for what Sheldon Keefe and his staff have done over the last four years. Um, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen this team grow into a more mature team, um, playing the right way, winning habits. Um, you know, I've referenced before the first game of the year we played Toronto and how depleted their D lineup was. And they came in and yes, Matthew scored a goal, Marner scored a goal, but they literally managed their game so well. Uh, they sat on their one goal lead. Uh, they didn't turn pucks over. They were eating pucks, blocking pucks. And I left that game frustrated because I felt it was a game we could have won with the Red Wings. But I left that game saying this this team's ready to win. And again, I, I know that staff is in a very uh, fishbowl media. I get it. It's a passionate fan base. Uh, but... You have to trust me. I look at it from a coach perspective and 
that coaching staff has done a really good job getting this team to where they're at. What have you made of the uh, brewing gamesmanship behind the scenes and the back and forth, uh, the media going back and forth with John Cooper and Sheldon Keefe since game three? I think that's part of it. I think it's both really smart coaches. Um, a lot of times coaches are speaking to their players through the media. Um, there is a little gamesmanship in it. Uh, I thought they mailed it, handled it both very well. You know, I can speak of dealing with John Cooper and, he just has an unbelievable way about himself, that emotional intelligence. Um, he just, you know, we talk about being a quiet confidence and even just the way he handled, you can see, I mean, his superstar ends up in the corner and looks ugly. He's got two other superstars in the middle of a melee and you can just see, he never flinched and just see the quiet confidence. And even um, when you see the call made, it goes from a potential five, minute major to now Tampa's on the penalty kill. You can see him looking down and he even looked at his assistant to the right, Jeff Blasso. He's like, yep, I can see that. And just has a presence about him and understanding it. And he exudes that quiet confidence through his group. Um, and that's why they've had so much success they've had. Yeah, the one thing I learned about John Cooper a couple of years back, he chews the same piece of double bubble the entire game. I don't know if it's still the same, but like that's some that's some lunatic stuff right there, man. He's got a jaw that is going to last himself. That would be the last thing that goes on him is that jaw for sure. <laughs> um, so what have you been, uh, you know, there's so many amazing storylines in this series, but I wanted to touch on Matthew Nyes just because, you know, coming off a year in Detroit, a lot of young players that you're maturing on that roster. How impressed have you been with Matthew Nyes? Obviously a short sample size in the league, but he's looked really, really strong in such a, an amazing and epic setting, right? Yeah, I've been very impressed. I'm not surprised. I, I'm a little familiar with him, just his college mm -hmm. background, um, very tight with the Minnesota staff and watching him through, coming up through USA Hockey with the World Championships. And, um, you know, and he, as a coach, you know, there's a separation between management and coach, but there's no doubt I would, I would hint if there's any way, because we are obviously going to be sellers with some really nice assets there. If there's any way Nyes could be part of our future, I would love that. So I think that's how I thought of him. And uh, I give the management group of Toronto credit. Um, I mean, obviously, they're in a window to win now. They're trying to win now. But they, they stated from the get-go, everything's available except Nyes. And obviously, you can see why. And he made immediate impact in this series. And I think he's going to be a really nice player for a, a long time. So Michael Bunting's the other conversation to be had here, right? You sort of forget it's been in the rear view since game one. He gets suspended for three games. If you're Sheldon Keefe, uh, how much does this hinge upon what happens in game four? Is he an automatic to come back in this lineup, in your opinion? Yeah, great question. We were actually talking about that in the studio. Um, you know, I, I'm not in that room. I don't understand the relationship uh, between uh, Sheldon and, and Michael. Um, I will say this, it's obviously strong, uh, just the play Michael has done. Um, and I know, you know, he made a hit there that put himself in a bad situation, but I thought he was controlling his emotions towards the end of the year fairly well. Um, you know, so I don't know that relationship. And I, I, I would assume watching how successful he has been and the player he's been for him, there's a lot of trust there. So. I'd be surprised if he's not back in the mix. He's an important part of that team. Um, 
but you know that's ultimately Shelton have that best feel and uh, again he's been pushing a lot of the correct buttons over the last few years I'm sure he'll get that one right also and that's a big time question to be asked following game four tonight I want to ask you as well so we know game four happens tonight then there's an extra day off who do you think that benefits more in this series having the extra day off between game four and five yeah, probably the losing team uh, in Tampa, but really this both these teams, and, and it's experienced in different ways. Uh, I know obviously Tampa's been through 11 straight wins, you know, played 13 series in such a small window of time. Um, but I, I think Toronto has some experience in their own way. Uh, I know they've come on the bad end of things, but you can just see even the way they talk in the media, even their demeanor between games in this series. It's 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 a mature group and they're ready to win. And I believe that. I'm not saying they're going to win this series, but this group is ready to win. And I think that speaks volumes about the group and the coaching staff. So I really don't think there's much of an advantage because both teams uh, are mature groups, but probably the team that came off that tough loss get a little more time to regroup. I wanted to ask you uh, just to wrap as well about Luke Shen. We're sort of partial on this podcast. So my co-host Jay Rosa, who's not here today, actually played with with Shenner and he's good buddies with him. We've had him on the podcast a couple of times and and just speaks the world of him. And then I interviewed him. I'm like, this guy's an absolute gem. What was it like to work with uh, Luke Shen? And is everything they say about him true? Absolutely. It was absolute treats. And I think to, to Jay's example, you almost have to be in the room to just understand and what he brings. I know I did the one piece there on what he mm-hmm. brought in that New York Islander series. You talk about the gamesmanship and that's real. Um, and he'll bring that same gamesmanship. Even after that incident, I know he came to the end of the bench and he was policing it. Not, not in a wrong way. He wasn't, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do this. <laughs> he was talking it through and he was literally like, Hey, it wasn't even a bad hit. And, and he was sticking up for his teammates, but just doing it the right way. He just has an uncanny feel for it. But I've been impressed with his play. Um, he had a lot of minutes in overtime. He had three unbelievable clean breakouts. And those type of plays build. And it had helped them get to that moment in the end where Riley was able to score a face-off goal through a little bit of traffic there. So you can see he's brought a lot on the ice, but his value on the big picture and what he brings a team, you almost have to experience it to understand it. And I was fortunate enough to do that. Uh, you know, I, I won, was able to win two Stanley Cups uh, with Luke, and uh, I thought a really good pickup at the Toronto Maple Leafs. It really is incredible when you just, you know, tying a bow on this, you look back at, at game three, the three most composed players on the ice for OT, in my opinion, Luke Shen, Matthew Nyes, and Ilya Samsonov. It doesn't make much sense, but it doesn't matter who scores that big-time goal for you, right? 100%. And, and teams got to go through these moments. Uh, I can't tell you how many times with all that success we had in Tampa where we stole games because of a goaltending or a, a play by a special player. That's how you get through these series. Um, you got to perform to your highest, which they did in game two. Uh, they found a way to steal one in game three. And if they can get their game back in order, this is how you win a series. So I think a good sign um, – going forward for Toronto I'm putting you on the spot I know it's your former team do you think the Leafs finally do this this year (laughs) honestly I honestly I'm not copping out on this I I couldn't tell you and this is the intrigue of this series I'm no different you guys I'm the head coach Detroit Red Wings I've won Mm -hmm. 
two Stanley Cups with the um, with my Tampa Bay former Tampa Bay Lightning. But I'm like you. I'm a fan for this series too. Uh, I was excited to do this when the games come around at six six thirty. I get those butterflies again. I'm just so intrigued and excited. Well, I'm a fan also. And this is why this is so exciting. You could literally flip a coin on this. Uh, and I, I honestly don't know how this is going to play out. Well, you got me jacked up for game four tonight. Uh, Derek, really, really appreciate your time. I'm not kidding, man. You're doing an exceptional job. Great job in Detroit as well in year one and appreciate it. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Thanks for having me, Nick. Anytime. Uh, that, that is Derek Lalone, the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, what an absolute beauty. I have a couple of buddies who are on that team, actually, and spoke the world of the man. And obviously, knowing John Cooper a bit, uh, I've heard nothing but great things. And obviously, the insight, just so unique, right, to have that perspective. Having been in that room in Tampa for so many years, won those two Stanley Cups. Love the answer as well regarding Luke Shen. Like, you just find out the little details that maybe you don't find out as sort of a casual fan or somebody behind the scenes, right, even being in media to have that perspective. So, so thankful to Derek Lalonde for giving me some time on today's show. And I could tell why people get motivated by Derek Lalonde, whether it be in Detroit or in Tampa, just, uh, you know, an approachable nature to him, right? Even when you have that conversation, when you watch that conversation and speaking to him, like very, very approachable. And that's exactly what I've heard. Uh, gets the best out of his players, uh, you know, motivates you. And Again, I'm so, so thankful for Derek Lalonde and, and him coming on this show today. Out of mind, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. So, I won't lie. I've been on a bit of a heater, and when everybody says they're on a heater in betting, that's naturally when you lose. But I'm going to try to keep things going. As this series progresses, I expect things to tighten up defensively. And I know we were feeling that way in game three. It didn't happen that way. A 4-3 OT victory for the Maple Leafs. But I'm going to take a sniff at the under six and a half in tonight's game, looking at minus 115, the current odds. I, I just think it's such an important game in the series. And it goes without saying, maybe that's a bit cliche. Every game in a, in a best of seven is important. But I think, uh, you know, number one, I'm expecting a bit of a response here from Andre Vasilevsky. He has not been good in this series. Um, to this point, as I said earlier, I think Ilya Samsonov has been the better of the two, granted it's just three games in. And on top of that, we know how Andre Vasilevsky goes as the series goes on, right? So I think you have to keep that in mind. I think just the, you know, how important this game truly is in terms of being a swing game. Either Toronto will be up 3-1 in the series or it'll be 2-2 and off to a best of three, just like last year we go. Uh, so with that in mind, I don't expect a lot of offense and I expect goaltending in this game. Vasilevsky and Samsonov. So I'm going to take a bit of a sniff here at the under and hopefully the heater continues. So under six and a half between the Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning here in game four at Amelie Arena. With that in mind, let's get to the chat. You guys have been fantastic once again today and I speak for Jay Rosehill. We've just been so excited by this project that we started way back when, uh, I guess in early October uh, to where it is now. Uh, we could not have done it without you guys here on social media. And the chat's been unbelievable here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So keep the momentum going, just like the Maple Leafs. Uh, Patrick writes in, I guess we could win too. But yeah, he's talking about winning back-to-back -back road games uh, on the road here in Tampa. And to me, I think that's going to be a big topic of conversation too, is Michael Bunting. Of course, I asked Derek Lalonde about that. And it's tough to make that decision right now because I do think a lot of it hinges upon what happens here in Game 4. Uh, Michael Gallus writes in, Uncle Fester. I'm sure he's got that before. And I, I love that when people just know the nicknames they get. That's automatically what I thought, too. Some of the nicknames from some of the mo movies. But 
What an absolute beauty. Um, love the insight as well as many of you did on social media and on YouTube here about Luke Shen and what he brings to the table from that perspective with the Maple Leafs. Again, all season long, Rosie's been preaching it, how he thought Luke Shen was a perfect fit for this team. And so far, so good. Luke Shen's just been so unbelievable. And again, talk about composure, guys who have been there before. And that's why you go out there and get guys like Ryan O'Reilly, 2019 Consmite Trophy winner, ties the game late, uh, wins the key faceoff to set up the Morgan Riley winner in OT. Luke Shen, how how composed he was leaving the zone in OT, um, you know, stick handling. Like, it was just, it all came together, it seemed. And I know it's one game, you sort of have to park it and move forward here. Uh, but I, I just think it's really, really impressive, uh, you know, that they put the body of work together and they found a way to win that game, right? Sometimes, more often than not, the Leafs tend not to win those games. They finally found a way. And maybe you feel, maybe, maybe, maybe you say, this year could be a bit different um, for this Maple Leafs team. Patrick also writes in, Nye's defensively has been great. He does not want to mess up. There's nothing wrong with that. The other thing I've noticed about Matthew Nye's, by the way, he strikes me as a guy who is just so thankful to be in the NHL that you watch him shift in and shift out. He doesn't overstay his welcome. Like, you know, more often than not, he's not out there for two minutes. He, he does like 30, 35 seconds. He gets the hell off onto the next line. And that, that third line has been quite the revelation, by the way. They've done a tremendous job. And they offer just a, a different look, right? We talked about the matchup game going into this series, how I would argue that Toronto's got way more depth up front, and I think they're flexing their muscles right now. Albeit, they were not great in Game 3, right? They found a way to get that job done. I thought, quite frankly, they goalie Tampa, which is so crazy to say when you wonder and see who's on the other end of the ice and Andre Vasilevsky, but Ilya Samsonov really, really stepped up. I'm still looking for that signature game, you know, from an Austin Matthews, from a Mitch Marner, I think quietly Willie Nylander has been producing. John Tavares, I think, was a bit more quiet in Game 3 than he was in Game 2, obviously, with that hat-trick. But again, this is the luxury of having so many studs up and down that lineup that every night it could be somebody different in this Stanley Cup playoff run. And so far, uh, feeling good about this Leafs team. It seems like, you know, well, it was a week ago when they were stomped in Game 1, 7-3, uh, and the sky was falling. So... Just want to see that momentum continue on. Um, you know, Sharp like attack rates and nice is the real deal. I could not agree more. Again, small sample size. And I asked Derek Lalonde about that. Very same thing. Just how impressed we've been with Matthew Nice early on in his NHL career. What an absolute stallion. And again, he's just brought it and he's been a difference maker, right? To be that age, coming out of college to be a difference maker. And I know it's just two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Pretty damn impressive. So folks, looking forward to tonight's game. Again, I can't thank Derek Lalonde enough for dropping by today. Jay Rosehill, another great installment of Three Hits with Rosie. I'm not sure if uh, those of you who are subscribed at the Leafs Nation 401, at the Leafs Nation 401, put out a bonus Three Hits with Rosie on Sunday. It did fantastically. And it was pretty much Rosie just raw after that OT victory. He texted me. He's like, dude, I got to do something. He put it together. We put it up. And you guys responded. Now, I just love these Three Hits features. You know, it sort of fell in our lap. I'm like, what can we do when Jay Rosehill isn't here for the show. And I believe it might've been producer Alex. How about like a three hit segment, former tough guy in the league, love hitting. And it just, it gelled perfectly. And, and thus three hits with Rosie was born. And uh, he just goes on a couple of rants, uh, you know, three, four minutes. And uh, that's what's produced three hits with Rosie. So uh, appreciate Jay for, for bringing it. He's back in the mix tomorrow. I could tell he's pumped up and he's looking forward to providing his insight. One again, once again, excuse me for game four coming up tonight. So thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, many thanks to producer Alex as well. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching and enjoy game four. Take care.